0: to thank you for toilet paper a history of the little things a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the stories and history behind them i'm your host elizabeth miller thank you so much for joining me today let's get going when i was younger Uh, as a family or at my grandma's house because she had those channels and we didn't at home, but we would watch a show called Phineas and Ferb. It's a Disney Channel show and there were a number of great songs that came from this show, but one in particular was a short song that was for a commercial for a new toy for kids in the show and the toy was a brick and the song went something like brick, 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 brick went on saying brick over and over for a while and then it ended with this wonderful banger. It's fun! (laughs) <laughs> so so that's one of the first things that comes to mind for me when I think of bricks. The other, of course, being the tale of the three little pigs building their house out of straw, wood, and bricks, and then the big bad wolf comes to hunt the piggies down for dinner, and of course the only house that survives the huffing and puffing of that big bad wolf is the house made of bricks. So from toys to good housing materials, this was my initial education about bricks, other than the fact that our house is also made of bricks, which may or may not make us piggies, but who knows. So for all of the memories or short songs that you may know about bricks, let's take a little bit of time and gratitude for The Humble Brick. And now I'm not going to talk about Lego bricks in this episode, but I do have another episode about Legos and you can check that out if you like. It's a really amazing story in my opinion. So, getting technical, what are bricks? Originally, bricks referred to clay bricks, but these days the word refers to bricks made from a wide variety of materials, including chemically cured bricks. Bricks, at their heart, are a building or construction material used for pavement or making walls or other parts of masonry, the trade of building walls or other structures with brick or stone. Usually, bricks are joined together using mortar or other means of joining bricks together like using adhesive or simply interlocking the bricks one with another. Blocks are a building material similar to bricks but they are actually typically larger than bricks and so slightly different. Think cement blocks if you've seen those around a construction site, so those are a bit different. So when did we first start seeing bricks? Bricks have been used by mankind as building materials, especially, for a very, very long time, since about 7,000 or before 7,500 BCE at least. The oldest bricks that we have found date back to before 7,500 BCE and were discovered in Aswad in Anatolia. We have also found structures made from mud bricks in the Jericho Valley in Jordan that date back to 7,200 BCE. You can find air-dried brick-made structures dating back to between 7,000 and 3,000 BCE in Mergar in Southeast Asia. Ceramic or fired bricks have been found in the Indus Valley dating back to 3,000 BCE. A few examples in the Indus Valley include a granary in Harappa and a great bath in Mohenjo-Daro and fire altars in Kaalibangan. Later, in 604 BCE, bricks were used in construction of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Early bricks were made from dried mud and also dried clay. These dried bricks would also sometimes contain straw, which acted as a binder. Fired bricks came around in about 4000 BCE, and they were so durable, they were almost considered stone and were sometimes called artificial stone. Fired bricks are very strong and durable, and they last for a very long time. Now, let's take a look at brickwork in other places around the world. The earliest bricks we know of appearing in China date back to 4400 BCE in Neolithic China at Chengchou These were red clay bricks fired and used to create floors in houses, and by 3300 BCE, bricks were used to pave roads. By the 3rd century BCE, fired bricks began to be used to make tombs underground. This building material allowed for vaulting in the construction. These types of tombs also became popular because other building materials, like wood, were more scarce in the areas. Fired bricks were made on a massive scale for a tomb, like we already mentioned, and a specific one in particular, that of China's first emperor, Qin Shi Huangdi. Around this time, hollow as well as small bricks were also used to create ceilings and walls. Now, you've heard of the terracotta army, right? while the floors upon which they stand in three pits were made up of 230,000 bricks. Fired bricks also began to be used in the construction of walls of cities in the Eastern Han Dynasty between 25 and 220 AD. Up through the Middle Ages, most Chinese structures were made of unfired bricks. That is, until about the 9th century and then the transition was made to fired bricks. In China, the process of creating bricks included a kiln master, who had to maintain a specific temperature in the kiln, which was determined by the sheen on the clay, a golden or a silver shimmer. Another part of the process included the mixture of clay and water, using oxen to step on and trample the mixture, and then the paste that came from this mixing would then be gathered up and put into wood frames, and cut to a standardized size. A bow strung with wire would be used to smooth out the surfaces, getting rid of hoof prints and other imperfections. A stamp on the brick would serve as an ID for where the brick was manufactured. All of this came from an account in a manual for carpenters called Ying Cao Fascia from about 1103. In Europe, fired brick production went back as far as the ancient Greeks and Romans. The Romans had a standardized version of fired bricks as far back as the beginning of the 1st century CE. Now for the Roman army, different legions even had kilns that they could take with them to produce bricks on the go. Romans used bricks all over the place in their construction efforts, in bathhouses, in walls, aqueducts, forts, and more. Northern Italy introduced the rest of Europe to bricks in the early Middle Ages, and their popularity began to grow from there. Now around this time, independent of Northern Italian influence, another style of brickwork called brick gothic showed up in places where natural stone was harder to come by. You can still see this style in places like Denmark, Germany, Poland, and former East Prussia. We then had a brick renaissance, aligning with the Italian renaissance, kind of at the same time. This led to renaissance elements being incorporated into brickwork like flat roofing or low-pitched or hipped roofing, round arched entrances, symmetry, columns, pillars, windows, and more. So all of these styles came into play and they used bricks. With the Industrial Revolution, came a huge increase in not only brick production, but also factory production made of bricks. Bricks overtook stone as the preferred building material because they were faster to use and produce. Now, if you've ever been to London, you may have noticed that a lot of the buildings there are made from red bricks. This actually serves a practical purpose. London is known for its fog, and the red bricks were meant to make the buildings easier to spot in the fog, and also prevent accidents. In the first half of the 19th century, brickwork transitioned from being crafted by hand to being crafted by machine. This was also an answer to the increased demand in production. What we consider to probably be the first successfully patented brickmaking machine belongs to Henry Clayton, an employee at Atlas Works in Middlesex, England, and the patent was filed in 1855. This machine could make up to 25,000 bricks on the daily. A railway company chose his machine to manufacture bricks for a factory they had, and after that, his machine received a lot of attention. There was, however, another invention patented in 1853, a brick-making machine called the Stiff Plastic Brick-Making Machine, which was created by the Bradley and Craven LTD. Even before that, however, there was a brick-making machine created in Haverstraw, New York by Richard A. Fallon in 1852. So perhaps the first working brick-making machine really belongs to Fallon of New York. And since we're in New York anyway, fittingly, by the end of the 19th century, the Hudson River region in New York boasted 130 brickyards, making it the largest brick-making region in the world. About 8,000 people were employed there, and at its height of production, this area made about 1 billion, billion with a B, 1 billion bricks a year. Most of which were sent up for the construction business in New York City. As buildings got taller, however, the use of bricks limited the size and height of buildings, only allowing them to safely build up to 17 stories or 18 stories by the 1950s. Because of this, usually bricks are used for more medium or smaller sized buildings. Now, as we got to the 20th century, the use of brickwork started to take a backseat, and this was also in part due to concerns about earthquakes. The San Francisco earthquake of 1906 and the Long Beach earthquake of 1933 are prime examples which showed just how dangerous unreinforced brickwork could prove to be, especially in areas prone to earthquakes. When earthquakes take place, mortar cracks and begins to crumble and the bricks fall apart. Steel reinforcements helped solve some of this problem, however, the corrosion of steel and rebarb also come at their own cost to the structural integrity of a buildings. So there are trade-offs basically. So let's talk about a few uses for bricks really quickly. We know that we use bricks in construction. They're used for swimming pools, chimneys, patios, porches, terraces, fireproofing, soundproofing, buildings and pavement, and more. In fact, in the U.S., before the introduction of asphalt, bricks were used to pave many roads. Bricks are also important in glassworking and metallurgy for furnaces. In colloquial terms, red brick universities in the UK refer to younger universities, those founded in the late 19th or early 20th century to distinguish them from older universities like Oxford. And just for fun, red bricks are red because of the amount of iron in them. Brick color is determined by the minerals in the bricks. Bricks have also been used for more artful purposes in architecture, like those used by Rogelia Salmona, a Colombian architect. Bricks, as it turned out, are also energy efficient. They hold the energy from the sun throughout the day and release it at night. There are many types of bricks as well, face bricks, hollow, building or common bricks, paving, keyed, and thin bricks. There are also engineering bricks, fire bricks, which are heat resistant, and also acid bricks, which are resistant to acid. Also another fun fact, the dips in the surface of a brick, those are called frogs. (laughs) From buildings to pavement to architectural beauty to homemade pizzas in bricked ovens, there are many great reasons to be grateful for bricks. And these are just a few. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.